Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. It's Couples Book Club. What? I'm Lauren. That's Isaac. We're married to each other. And we can read. Mostly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm sometimes I'm faking it. I just read the cliff notes of this one. I didn't bother reading the <laughs> whole thing, so. Uh. <laughs> I can read, you can read, we can read. We're reading together. I married you, you married me. We got married, yeah, we married each other. Now we're reading books, talking in mics, discussing stuff with one another. We're a... A couple's book club. This week, we read a classic in the uh, relationship advice self-help world. John Gray, PhDs. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. This was published in 1992. I was going to say like 1892. <laughs> Yeah. Might have been cutting edge in 1892. It's got um, this copy I, I bought at uh, the Goodwill has um, someone's name in it with like an address, like a little label. Yeah. Roberta from Minnetonka. I hope you got all well, you needed out of it. At least marriage number two. If not. <laughs> um, this was a trash book as expected. It just made me angry a lot. And then eventually I was numb to the anger because I read, like, the second half of it today. <laughs> it's the sign of uh, quality literature. It just makes you think. Oh, I wrote lots of swears in it. The subtitle on this book is A Practical Guide for Improving Communication and Getting What You Want in Your Relationships. <sighs> I mean, this happened. Yep, and someone wrote it. <laughs> you know, millions of people read it for some reason. He's got a whole empire. He's got a show on the OWN channel. I like to think of it as like a like a relationship reich. <laughs> just my just my thinking. It's a callback. Callback to episode one. Yep. Hashtag never forget. Mein Kampf. A better book than this, honestly. Uh it's is the, is hard to compare it's hard to compare they both suck <laughs> different ways but both have you know objectionable content yeah they certainly do I guess this is more concise than Mein Kampf yeah that's true it's under 300 and there's a lot of like lists and stuff so there's not a lot of content on each page so I guess kind of the premise of the book if you don't know for some reason because you haven't listened or paid attention to culture at all in the past 25 years lived under a rock several rocks on top of three other rocks <laughs> just like in a rock pile yep rock pile <laughs> uh isn't that what uh j-rock calls this j-rock's group yeah, yeah on, uh, on the trailer, park, trailer boys. park boys rock pile so the yeah so the main conceit here is that he john gray doctor of something um he's a therapist or something i don't really know who cares he um he likes to use this analogy um that men are from mars and women are from venus and that in this like 
a, a fantasy distant past. All men lived on Mars and Wait, behaved certain fantasy? ways. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a historical record. I could have sworn it was it was historically accurate. <laughs> and all women lived on Venus and behaved certain ways. And when uh, basically the Martians like looked through their telescopes and saw like the curves. Venusians, and they were like, they're hot, and so they went there. It's like the premise of like a teen sex movie. <laughs> Pretty much. So they went there, and then they all, like, got it on together. And it worked great because they knew that they were all aliens, and so they respected each other's differences. But then somehow they all ended up on Earth, and there was collective amnesia. And now we've forgotten that men and women are different species, and so we try to communicate with each other like we're the same when we're not. Mistake. Um, And so... Basically, his book is about yeah how to talk to each other so you don't have arguments. It's an optimistic reading of <laughs> the book, I think. And it's very... I mean, obviously, it's hugely gender essentialist because it's literally what? saying that what? men and women are from different planets. What? Same solar system, bro. It's not that far apart. Okay, well, I mean... I, that was my reading, but I'm a Venusian, so maybe, you know, maybe I read different than you. Like men are from Neptune, you know, this is close, a couple <laughs> orbits apart. And he talks a lot about, like, how most people's parents didn't model good communication, and um, it's clearly based on this very, like, baby boomer kind of, like, viewpoint of the world, I think. Boom, boom. That's um, got kind of, like traditional like quote unquote traditional like 1950s values of like what men and women are like and is like trying to be modern about it but using this really like retrogressive method to get people to speak to each other like humans hey let's just dive right in i've got a ton of shit and we're not gonna be able to cover it all because the whole thing is objectionable but sure 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 Basically, the introduction starts with John Gray telling this story about what a shitty husband he is. So, like... It reminded me a little bit of, um... Is that the psychopath inside? Mm-hmm. When he's, right, like, reflecting on what a horrible husband and father he is. And, yeah. And, like, only, only starts <laughs> to take to heart, like, his family members' comments on mm-hmm. stuff. Once he realizes that he is, in fact, a psychopath. It's kind of, it's kind of like that. Or it's just like this really like hollow self-realization kind of thing. Well, and some of the stuff that he has the like he advises men to do very much seems like just go through the fucking motions and she'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Basically. I mean, that's sound advice. But But so he the first story is his wife gave birth to their daughter I assume it's their older daughter I think they have three daughters um and his wife had like you know her bits got all torn up she was in pain and on painkillers and shit and was still recovering ew and she ran out of pain pills and suck it up princess she asked uh somebody to pick him up for her and they didn't and he 
and so John came home from work because apparently he was already back at work a week after the baby was born. Well, his problem. Um, and uh, she he came home and she was like, "Oh my god, I'm in so much pain. I've had the worst day." And um, he got mad at her because she. He's tired after a long day. He doesn't want to hear her belly aching about various things, carping, if you will. And he was just like, well, why didn't you call me? And she's like, because I asked someone else to do it. And, like, uh, and he, she, like, wasn't saying it was his fault. She was just like, oh, my God, this has been the worst day. I have a brand new baby and I'm in a lot of pain and don't have any pills. Um, but he assumed it was all about him. Uh, because it's always all about you. But then basic, she, basically she... Yeah, they kind of got into an argument. Basically, she was just like, I just need you to comfort me right now. And then he had this, like, amazing realization that that is all she wanted. And on page two, he said, That day, for the first time, I didn't leave her. I stayed, and it felt great. I succeeded in giving to her when she really needed me. This felt like real love. Caring for another person. Uh, which I was like how not you know people love it's a, it's a very articulate way especially it's like a fucking like like therapist or whatever I think my note on that one I think this is that spot is uh, caring is convenient right we're just like okay this is useful this gets her this gets her off my back oh cool I'll pretend to give a shit that's about her what problems she wanted instead of me just like leaving because she's upset. I, I honestly would want him to leave. I would. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be but like, you know what? I'll, to me. I feel like whatever, you know, post-pregnancy pain I'm suffering now is better than being married to this. So <laughs> you can go off to your fucking cave. I'm, I'm good here. Um, I'm just going to stay here with my torn perineum and you can just deal with your shit. And then he just goes on to talk about how great his system is and how many thousands of people he's helped in relationship seminars. Page five, he says, as you read this book, you may wonder how anybody succeeds in having a successful relationship without it. My, my note for that one just says, indispensable, bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's very, he's very good at... Uh... Which I'm sure is, you know, a function of doing, like, workshops and trying to, like, sell people books and tapes and other bullshit. Yeah. But just, like, pitching his system. Yeah. Over and over again. We should have gotten one. Well, I'm sure I'm sure those are floating around the, like, audiobook or just, like, relationship seminar tapes. Yeah. From this. I'm sure, I'm sure someone has posted that shit to YouTube. Probably. We'll probably find some of it. Oh, I'm sure he's done, like, a bunch of talks and stuff that are up there. Um, do you know when you remember that your partner is as different from you as someone from another planet? You can relax and cooperate with the differences instead of resisting or trying to change them. Oh, uh, his first mistake? Hmm. Picking two planets without any known life forms? Well. But that's because they all moved to Earth in the distant past. That we don't remember. Remember, man, Mars is way cooler. It's all like red and shit. And Venus is all gassy. Also, it's really hot. Like women. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually where it's where bikinis came from. The Nugents yeah. brought them. Is that? What, it's is just that? warm there. Wow. You can't wear like regular mm -hmm. clothes. Mm -hmm. Sounds like facts. 
That's like how an, that's how they got those Martians to build a rocket and invent space travel. Yeah, like an auto tan. <laughs> just out there because it's so close. Sun's just like right there. Also on page five, we learn that the truth of these principles is self-evident and can be validated by your own experience as well as common sense. Yeah. Stereotype stereotypes are true. Yeah. It would be stereotypes if they weren't them. true. Come on. Did you know that many men have denied some of their masculine attributes in order to become more loving and nurturing? And that's a mistake. Likewise, many women have denied some of their feminine attributes in order to earn a living in a workforce that rewards masculine attributes. Just butchering up. Uh, you use this book and it will create more passion in your relationships, but will increase, will increasingly balance your masculine and feminine characteristics. Uh, except, like, everything he talks about from the male perspective is about, like, unbalancing that. Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't have to... I've got a I've got a thing about this here. Um, Lay it on me, Big Daddy. I'm trying to find the note. I've got like a lot of these. Uh, I feel like this is a dude who, in private conversation, has used the term um, pussification. <laughs> Maybe. Like it it's implied. He's anti pajama boy. Hmm. Hates that guy. With cute glasses. His little cup of cocoa. Talking yeah, to people about Obamacare. Yeah, I didn't write it down, but... Uh, oh, wait, yeah, okay. A 109. The sensitive man loses masculine power. It's like the only thing we have. Clearly. You don't have any communication skills. Yeah. But I, this book tells you how to fake some. I can, like, grunt about football and stuff. That's it's kind of a communication skill. And this book tells men how to fake communication skills. And then how to make... And, and teaches women how to accommodate their men's lack of communication skills. It's the best of both worlds. I don't have to say shit. Mm-hmm. And you are I need to stop trying to me. change you. Not say, don't try... Try tame the eye dog. Hmm? <laughs> I shan't. Don't try it. I, sh- I shan't. Teach a middle-aged dogs moderately new tricks of some <laughs> sort. I'm just going to talk a little bit about um, life on Venus for a minute here. Well, you know because you're from there. Well, I don't remember because of the magic uh, amnesia. Do some like past life regression stuff. I should. Hey, did you know that a man has no idea that by just listening with empathy and interest, he can be supportive? Because listening is bullshit. People listen to me. I don't listen to other people. <laughs> um, life on Venus, uh, their relationships are more important than work and technology. The world's the opposite of Mars. You know, uh, Martians like to wear uniforms. Yep. Got some pretty snazzy jumpsuits. To reveal their competence. But uh, Venusians, they might change their clothes a couple times a day. Just mood changes. Wardrobe changes. So uh, you, know, you know how bitches be? Mm-hmm. The clothes and the, the changing thereof? I mean, getting a sense of, of self defined through feelings and the quality of a relationship. Like, a man cannot understand that. He could come close to understanding that 
by comparing it to the satisfaction he feels when he wins a race, achieves a goal, or solves a problem. I was gonna say if you could if you could find some way to tie it to like a sports metaphor or something like oh, that. Oh, I'm sporting it. I might be able to get that, but it's gotta be like a man sport. Mm -hmm. And then there's this whole thing about how um, instead of being goal oriented, women are relationship oriented. Yep, no goals, goalless. So, two Martians go to lunch to discuss a project. This is on 19. A project or business goal. They have a problem to solve. Um, but Venusians go to lunch um, to nurture a friendship. And then I wrote in the uh, margin, women don't have business lunches? Nope. Question mark? Well, I mean, women... certainly not with a man. Not <laughs> Mike Pence has been very clear about what's wrong with that. Women don't have businesses. Oh, it's a proven right. fact that all female-owned businesses fail. <laughs> if there's more than one businesswoman in the room, uh, like it just devolves into uh, closed the, talk. The building will actually collapse. Um, but Venusians like to like give each other lots of advice, apparently. But a man is offended when a woman offers advice because he thinks she doesn't trust his ability to do it himself and a woman has no conception of this male sensitivity because for her it is another feather in her hat if someone offers to help her which that doesn't make any sense also seems somewhat racist potentially what's racist hat i was feathers? just thinking of hat feathers as like a headdress or something oh well his one mention of race in this book is... It's... It's the, it's in there. Yep, yeah, yeah. It's a thing he decided to write. <laughs> yeah, he goes on to say that women trying to help men is humiliating. Well, yeah, obviously. Um, it's supposed to be self-sufficient. You can honor an, a Martian by assuming he can solve his own problems unless he offers... Uh, or unless he, yeah, asks for help. And if there's one thing that men know how to do just really, really well, it's to ask for help, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is the... Oh, this example is so... The examples are so dumb. True. But here's one. So Tom and Mary are going somewhere, and Tom's driving, and he gets lost. Oh, we can't ask for directions. And she was like, why don't we call for help? And he got silent, and then it was super tense. Um, and uh, he was offended because he assumed that she thinks he's incompetent. But, like, it's clear he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, no, he's just legit incompetent in that right? situation. But after learning about Mars and Venus, Mary knows how to support Tom. Next time he's lost, instead of offering help, she just, you know doesn't give advice she just takes a deep breath and you know appreciates in her heart what tom was trying to do for her and tom greatly appreciated her warm acceptance and trust and i wrote seriously and also just keep circling the block to save his fragile fucking ego i guess isn't that what uh the way is about where are they going without ever knowing the way Wherever the fucking dumb husband wanted to go because he's too much of a dick to ask for directions. They die in the fucking desert because of that. <laughs> Come on. Anyone can see the road that they walk on. We just That was on the MTV Classic last night. Still know all the words. Men have to learn to listen. 
because um, uh, they just want to offer solutions to women. Because Venusians never offer solutions when someone is talking, yep. even though that is exactly what advice is. He's no, like, don't, advi don't give is, advice, women. Advice is just nagging. Solutions are practical. Oh, I'm sorry. Not like shrew bait. Tom was amazed at how much happier his wife was when he finally learned to listen. I got her off his back. It's like, I don't, like, what, how, how, are people really this bad at relationships? Yes. Like, you are. don't... Like, sometimes if you're tired or you're doing something else, maybe you don't always feel like listening closely, but it's, like, what you do. Sorry, what? And on, on page 28, I don't know why, but I wrote, SHUT IT, YOU SHREWS, in all caps. So, just, you know. I have a Spiro Nagnu note on 27, so... Yes. I think it's... Most most of the stuff is just like bitches be nagging. Yeah. I think which you know though accurate. Uh, maybe maybe soft pedal that one a little bit for your female readership. Well, when a Martian gets upset, he never talks about what is bothering him. Nope. He would never burden another Martian with his problem, unless his friend's assistant was necessary to solve the problem. Bro bros before pros. In this case, prose is problems. <laughs> I hate you so much. Oh, man, this has got to be awkward for you guys. This book is really exposing our relationship problems. Yeah, seriously. Beginning of the end, my friends. So, there's this whole chapter on how, like, men and women deal with their problems or deal with stress. And it's like, women have to talk about their shit. To process their feelings, and men go to their caves. Although that's that's somewhat misleading, because they're advice bats in caves. <laughs> and so you think, oh, well, he's just going off to do his own thing. Nope. Sure. Consulting with the advice bats. Wow, that is a dick move. Yeah, it is a dick move. Well, you he didn't want to trust your wife. He didn't want to reveal the secret of the advice bat, but you know. <laughs> It's, it's it's an open secret at this point. Wow, you're really betraying manhood. Whatever. Well, you know, I'm I'm very loyal to masculinity. Right. In general. You're like, oh man, there's nothing I love more than feeling part of a, a worldwide fraternity. Eating a steak, mm -hmm. watching some some violence of some sort. <laughs> perhaps perhaps as part of a. An athletic competition. It doesn't even have to be. Yeah. I just okay. watch bum fights on YouTube sometimes. <laughs> not not actually. That's fucked up. But. Um. So. With the fucking cave shit. With advice bats. Yep. A man. He's stressed out, and so he withdraws emotionally. And he goes to his cave. And at such times, on page 32, I learned that he is incapable of giving a woman the, the attention and feeling that she normally receives and certainly deserves. His mind is preoccupied and he's powerless to release it. It's because I'm locked in a, a tete-a-tete -tete with an advice bat. <laughs> Too focused, man. Time mm -hmm. for shrew shit. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and then women are all, like, bitchy about the cave. They're like, oh, why are you walking away from me? Because you should really sweep up around here. This place is filthy. It's covered in guano. Who the fuck are these bats? Don't you ever talk about my bats like that. <laughs> uh, uh. So in a situation like that, she actually has to sign an NDA on the way into the ca- into the cave. Yeah. So no no word of the advice bats can get out. Whatever. Oh, so women get sad when the husband like goes to outside to his like man woodshed or man shed puts on the the big game and won't talk. Yep, sport ball. But like, it's unrealistic to expect a man to become open and responsive when he's in the cave. Um. Just as it's unrealistic as expecting a woman who is upset immediately to calm down and make complete sense. Well, you just have to you just have to say either calm that down. That was a quote. Just either say calm down, or also a favorite, um, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Yeah, that's yep. a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, any anything where I can sort of be like patronizing <laughs> and just generally belittling of whatever's happening to you. What was it that you said to me on the the helmet day? Did you tell me to calm I think, down? I think it was take a deep breath, actually. Take a deep breath? Yeah. I was mad about... I was really frustrated about something stupid. Like, it doesn't even... Like, a computer not working. Technology. And I was kind of freaking out. And I, uh, Isaac told me to calm down. <laughs> or to take a deep breath. And I said, I don't want to take a deep breath! And then eventually I kicked my um, uh, bike helmet. In, in my defense... In a futile, a futile gesture that was hilarious. Hilariously futile. Uh, in my defense, I think this was like maybe two weeks into our relationship. So, no, no, it was that summer after. Was it? For some reason, I thought it was that fall, like that no, first fall. No, because it was when I was working in the psych department. Oh, and I was, yeah. Well, it was before we were married, though. I'm still saying one year rule qualifies. Yeah, we've been dating for several months by that time, and I feel like you'd probably never seen me that upset before. Uh, yeah, that's probably true, I guess. I mean, like, I wasn't mad at you. Weren't you? And I eventually kind of... Uh, he laughed so hard when I kicked that bike helmet. And it, like, didn't go very far. Well, you it kind of hurt my foot. You, like, kicked so hard at it, and it just, like, spun off to the side a few feet away, and it was, like, one of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> I thought it was much funnier later, but... Yeah, no, in the moment, I'm sure it wasn't very funny, but... But it was kind of pathetic. Anyway, bitches be irrational. Did you know that, um... So women find relief through talking, and she just talks about shit. These topics need not be in any order and tend to be logically unrelated. Like, um, who doesn't have a conversation agenda? Women, I guess. <laughs> Wait. They're all like scattered and shit. You're distracting them with shiny objects. Loud noises. And then uh, I learned when women talk about problems, men usually resist because a man assumes she's talking with him about her problems because he, she is holding him responsible. The more problems, the more he feels blamed. And I just wrote why in the caption. I was trying to think up some sort of like 
mo money mo problems joke mm-hmm. there mo conversation mo male resistance <laughs> yeah i was looking for something that was a little bit better better thought out yeah, than that than but that? you know Weird. you know we'll go we'll go with your version for now uh and when a man starts offering unsolicited uh, solutions to a woman and she rejects them he begins to feel unappreciated to which I wrote boo-hoo I'm giving you really good advice why aren't you listening to it obviously I have a better understanding of your situation than you do yeah and he gets upset because um, she talks about multiple problems and they're not in logical order and he gets frustrated and confused trying to logically relate the problems because apparently he's stupid well yeah obviously Okay. Sometimes in extreme situations, I'll just um, sneak an advice bat in with me to, to the conversation, wherever the conversation's taking place. Sure. And just have it be like, um, like a like a like angel devil on the shoulder thing. But it's just bats on both sides. It's giving you advice about how to give advice to your wife. Yeah. Oh, I was wondering why all your advice is so weird and related to, like, echolocation and, like, yep. b- gathering more bugs and, like, sleeping during the day and stuff. Have you seen my uh, my uh, Not-A-Bat Twitter account? <laughs> Amazing. Yep. It's really good. You're always, It's weird. You're always suggesting that um, I get those, um, those, like, boots you can hang from, like, a doorway to, like, stretch yourself upside down. Gra- anti-gravity boots or... <laughs> I'm just like, why? Yeah. Now I understand. It's the advice bat. It's a new perspective on the world. Yeah. So women can make it easier for a man is to let him know and advance the outcome of the story. Don't keep him in suspense. Uh, Because women like using suspense for, you know, build up in their stories. But a man gets frustrated. Need that quick payoff, man. So I wrote, now men can't handle basic narrative tools. Yep. Other tools, yes. Narrative tools, no. Sure. No wonder all books by men are so shitty and we don't respect them. Have you read Hemingway? No. I've managed to avoid it. You're better off. It's very direct and mostly shitty. Anyway, dudes can find that um, listening, not so difficult, actually. It's it's mostly those uh, echolocation skills that they picked up from the advice bats. Mm-hmm. They're like, listening's really important to us because we have very poor vision. It's dark <laughs> in caves. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I understand advice, Pat. Thank you for your wisdom. You know who's actually the most amazing supportive husband in the world? Hmm. That, um, that guy who can do echolocation, the blind man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Always listening. Yep. Can't sneak up on him either. Trying to decide if ears before beers could be a thing. <laughs> I think it could. Uh, like you, like you listen instead of like going to your cave and getting drunk. Sure. Also, drunk bats not good at echolocation. No, mm-mm, mm-mm, very mistaken. It's like banging off of things all the time. It's like whoa, whoa, Carl, come on, slow down a little bit. Usually, when you know me and my bros, because I have lots of bros, right, are hanging out. So many bros. Well, like, you know... 
you've got an outline. Work, work on some like draft agendas on like a like a Google Drive. Yeah, like a, a Google yeah, Doc or something. A Google Doc, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like a couple weeks in advance of a, a hang sure. session. Sure. Just and to make sure everything, or a hang sesh, if you will. <laughs> um, oh, I will. <laughs> yeah, you will. Just to make sure, you know, the stuff's ironed out. It's pretty smooth when we get in there. Right, right. No illogical You don't want to have to freestyle mm-hmm. in the moment because mm-hmm. that just gets around poorly for everyone. I understand. You know, you're there, you're five minutes in, you run into a snag, everyone retreats to their caves. It's two weeks before you can get something together again. Yeah. Just not worth it. A mess. Yeah. Sometimes you have to send each other's bats to, to talk to each other. Emissaries. Yep. The whole thing. Diplobats. Dipl- yes, diplobats. <laughs> I want yeah. that to be. Um, a it's like a cartoon series. Yep. About bats of different cultures. Yep. Like. It's like a bat UN. Uh huh. One world government. Exactly. Oh, also, there's lots of mentions about how um, if Venusians' mothers didn't react properly to their husbands, then then no wonder women don't know how to like act. So it's like blaming moms for shit. Generational shrewery. Mm-hmm. There's one thing that is kind of good advice where he talks about how he tells women that they don't have to give more to have a better relationship. Yeah, but you do. Well, yeah, obviously women are supposed to be in charge of all the relationship shit. Yeah, you just give. I take ungratefully. And yep. then, you know, everything, everything goes smoothly. Well, allegedly... My partner will actually give me more if I give him less. So. Playing play, play hard to get there. Mm-hmm. When a woman is no longer giving too much because she's feeling worthy inside herself, uh, her man comes out of his cave and starts building spaceships to come and make her happy. Quote, page 55. I'm just kind of wondering about, like, it feels like there's a... A disconnection there, like technology-wise, mm-hmm. like you hang out in caves, but also you're building spaceships. Sure. It's like it's like the first like I don't know, three hours of two thousand one, <laughs> where they go from like beating each other with bones when they're in like ape form, mm-hmm. to um, having really boring conversations on the moon shuttle. Yeah. About like stuff. It's pretty pretty much exactly like that. Yeah. That movie's the worst. If by worst, you mean best? It's so boring. Sobering? Is that what you said? <laughs> it is. Look at how, you know, technology... You never listen! Technology can go awry. You never listen. I listen all the time. What are you talking about? Ugh. Did you not just hear that brilliant thing I said about 2001? I, I, was, stopped, I was listening I to myself. listening. I'm supposed to give less so that you give more. It's, uh, it's not working just yet. But. Did you know that um, men want to be women's heroes? I can be your hero, baby. I can kiss away the pain. Exactly. And I will stand by you. Yeah, I'm kind of going for like a, like a knight in sl- slightly tarnished armor kind of thing. If you wanted time to, shine to look that like shit. Enrique Iglesias, I would support you. I, I appreciate that. That's very generous of you. You're welcome. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't think that's going to happen, but... Not with that attitude. 
Well, yeah, exactly. Go into your cave and figure it out. Advice, Bat? Thoughts? <laughs> Do you know any plastic surgeons? <laughs> um, advice, Bats, sometimes they, they dabble in plastic surgery. <laughs> um, it's unlicensed. So, I was going to say not licensed. Yeah, so the, the success rate is it's middling, but <laughs> the uh, the prices are fantastic. So. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a it's a risk reward situation. You yeah, really yeah, 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 there. yeah, yeah. Uh, did you? Know, okay, so men and women they speak different languages. Sure. It sounds like the same language, but the words mean different things. Um, to fully express their feeling feelings, women assume poetic license and use various superlatives, metaphors, and generalizations. Men, men mistakenly take these expressions literally because they don't know idiots. how words work. Nope. The f- Do you not understand how, like, non-literal speech works? Nope. Again, I mean, I'm thinking of all the books I've read by, by men. They don't know how to, to create suspense, and they are not aware of metaphors or exaggerations i mean we read patriot games i think that's pretty accurate <laughs> that's true the book was all of those things but there was so much information about how guns work yeah well that's important that's practical information mm. it's like what if i need to, to fight off some like ira spinoff sure what sort of weapon would be appropriate now i know um, I liked the assertion um, that uh, men don't know how to participate in a conversation, basically. Um, so apparently on Venus, when they're listening, uh, uh, women say things like, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yep, that, yep, tell me more, or whatever, and ask questions to engage the person who's talking. And um, there's a special note here on page 65. Martians had never heard these sounds before arriving on Venus. To which I wrote, shut up. Oh, I always say, like, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not paying attention. Sure, you're faking it. But because I want to give the illusion of paying attention. Right. So. That's something the advice bats taught you. Yep. And man, you just got to fake it. Fake it. Then they're talking about, he's talking about um, when they're having a conversation and a man decides that he needs to mull it over, so maybe he needs to go to his cave. There's so much mulling. Fucking cider press. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Women need to understand that when he is silent, he is saying, I don't know what to say yet, but I'm thinking about it. Or he just doesn't give a fuck. To which I wrote, just fucking say that then. Nope. Like, if you just need to think about it, just be like, okay, well, I need to think about that, and then we can talk about it this again later. Like, how fucking hard would that be? No, but if you say you need to think about it rather than offer, offering an immediate correct answer, that's a sign of weakness. Mm. Sorry, I just don't understand Martians, even after reading this. Yeah, seriously, we are a, 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 a complicated people. You know, uh... It didn't really come across too much in the you know the various depictions of him, but Marvin the Martian, hmm. really uh, really deep guy. 
Yeah. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. And they had to sort of dumb him down for, for popular consumption. But sure. He's basically the, the philosopher king of our people. Wow. I don't remember anything about what he does. He wears that helmet. He's like a little ray gun, right? I think so, yeah. Pew, 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 pew. Men uh, were never taught to say, gee, I don't have an answer. I need to go into my cave and find one. Other men assume he's doing just that when he becomes quiet. Just fucking use your goddamn words. Words are for pussies. Ugh. Did you also know that too much intimacy robs them of their power? Yeah. They need to regulate how close they get. Exactly. Um, you know, women talk for a lot of reasons. One All of the which, reasons? One of which is to convey or gather information. This is generally the only reason a man talks. To which I wrote, ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Well, there's not that many haws, but several haws. Have you watched TV or been in the world or in a meeting or met a man? I haven't actually. Oh well, some of them talk a lot. Hey, you shouldn't follow um, your man into his cave because uh, you might get burned by the dragon who protects the cave. I think I have a note about that, wondering whether that that's a racist dragon or not. I'll be. Exactly. That's what happened to that Albanian boy. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, 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 dragon, what's up? Dragon's like, fuck off, I'm in my cave. Albie didn't know. Now he does. And he cried a tear. Turned into a jelly bean. All, All the, the colors, colors of the rainbow. Of rainbow. <laughs> uh, fly the Concords. Um, instead of saying I am upset and need some time to be alone men just become quiet and then um, there's six common abbreviated warning signals that you can get from your man on page 73 um, which I crossed out the big X and wrote use your words you baby so, but, but silence speaks so much louder than words. But him saying, it's fine. It's nothing. It's fine. Like, if you really need to just, like, retreat and think about shit, just say that. Like, I just need to think about I just need some time. Cave alone. time. I need some cave time. Exactly. Where you masturbate. Yeah. So do the advice bats... Like, they just pretend that's not happening when you're in the cave? No, nope. master bats, they join in. Like, they help you, or they just do it at the same time? Like, is it like a circle jerk situation? The, the, they watch and then touch themselves. Wow. It's it's a weird situation. That's disgusting. Yeah, no, it's it's not all guano in there. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to have to get this whole thing out. It's too disgusting. <laughs> You can leave some of the advice bad stuff in. You know how you can support a man in his cave? Give him like a recliner or something? I don't know. There's some advice. Don't sit next to the door of the cave and wait for him to come out. Do something that makes you happy. Shopping. Don't worry about him or feel sorry for him. Okay, he wants... 
her, his wife, to be happy so that he has one less problem to worry about. Not only only 98 problems? Mm-hmm. I guess it's still 99 because then a, a bitch is still not one if you're attending to your own stuff. Uh, <laughs> Ironically, men show their love by not worrying. That's a fact. Yep. I never worry about anything. Nope. But loose and fancy free, this one. Peter's so loose. It's like, are they even still attached? How do you walk around? I was like rolling around. Yep. That seems... You gotta screw them back in, man. Ligaments shouldn't be that loose. (laughs) So here's a list of things that a woman can do when her man is in the cave. On page 77. Um, And I uh, may have added a little bit of it. A little bit to these, but um, you know, here's the list: things that will make you feel good. It'll be helpful to him because he doesn't want to worry about your feelings. Here's some examples: read a book about romance, listen to music about feelings, ew, work in the garden to make pretty flowers or some shit, exercise to look hot, yeah, get a massage because you're ugly when you're stressed. It's true. Listen to self-improvement tapes. You need it. Treat yourself to something delicious, but not too delicious, fatty. Seriously? Call a girlfriend for a good chat about feelings. Call your girlfriend. Exactly. Write in a journal also about your feelings. Go shopping for shoes. Hot shoes, though. They can't be comfortable. (laughs) No. Pray or meditate. Only God can help. Go for a walk around the mall. Take a bubble bath and masturbate. That's where the bubbles come from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I don't even know. Just seemed like it could be a thing. See a therapist, you pussy. Watch Ow. TV or video. Also about romance. So popper. Uh, anyway, those are some great suggestions. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Oh, my God. Here's an offensive example. Page 81. When a man is carving the turkey for Thanksgiving and his partner keeps offering advice on how and what to cut, he feels mistrusted. Seriously. He resists her and is determined to do it his way on his own, even if he fucks it up, I guess. On the other hand, if a man offers her assistance in cutting the turkey, she feels crossed out, loved and cared for, and wrote, Patronized. Women don't know blades, man. Men are like rubber bands. Men pull away when women get close. He can only handle so much intimacy before his alarm bells go off. That's my alarm bell. When she has too many feelings, he leaves, basically. Yeah. It's not what she says that triggers his departure, but when she says it. Uh, that's also kind of what. Yeah. It's a natural cycle. They stretch away and then they come back. How to initiate a conversation with a man. What up, bro? What's up? My note is, without appreciation and encouragement, man feels listening is worthless. Because I'm not getting anything out of it, man. Pointless. Need that, need that positive feedback. Did you so it's a there's a natural intimacy cycle that there's this pulling away and then returning. What is that like periods though? Uh-huh. Ew. 
But you shouldn't chase him physically, emotionally, mentally. Otherwise, you'll obstruct the cycle. If you look hurt when he pulls away, he feels controlled. So stop having facial expressions. Also, don't punish him. When he begins to desire her again, she rejects him. She pushes him away. What's that about? Because he hurt her feelings. Psst. And now it's, she doesn't want to do it. It's your fault for having feelings. But his boner's ready to go now, so I guess it's... You gotta pretend that never happened. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, did you know that um, if you saw your mother disapproving of your father's emotional distancing, uh, you might not know that you need to pull away naturally as a man. And um, you develop your feminine side, suppress your masculine power. It's like some primal scene shit. Mm -hmm. But it's like... There's, like, a hint of decent advice in there, which is, like, hey, maybe you should both have your own shit going on so that you don't rely on each other for every possible need. And, like, it's healthy to have a little bit of distance at times. No. No. No distance. Oh. Well, you're on the other couch, so you created this distance. Did I? <clears throat> Excuse me. Didn't you buy this couch? <laughs> I bought that couch before we met. So who created the distance? <laughs> Listen, I need to talk to you about something. Hmm? Women are like waves. Yeah, they are. They're like moving up and down emotionally. Yep. Naturally. Just wearing you down. Constantly wearing you down. <laughs> they cause an erosion of your soul. Yep. It's not necessarily synced with their menstrual cycle, but basically he's saying it is. Well, I mean, tides are like lunar and shit. Mm-hmm. It's the moon, man. Yep. The main moon. So, when w women have, like, natural, like, emotional ebbs and flows, a uh, man assumes that her sudden change of mood is based solely on his behavior because he's a man and everything's about him. Yeah. And then he tries to explain, he tries to mansplain to her why she shouldn't be upset and then is upset that she gets upset when he does that. Yeah. I'm just laying shit out rationally. Mm -hmm. You gotta be like, I don't know, having feelings in relation to that. Let's hear a story about our friend Bill Ooh, and his let's. wife Mary. So after learning how women are like waves, Bill was still confused. The next time his wife seemed to be in her well, her sadness well... <laughs> He practiced listening to her. She talked about some of the things that were bothering her, and he practiced not offering suggestions to fix her to make her feel better. After about 20 minutes, he became very upset because she wasn't feeling any better. And then he got mad at her. And they had an argument because she was sad for 20 minutes. Fuck's your problem. And he had to listen to her that whole time. God be watching the game right now <laughs> I'm missing the whole pregame show how am I supposed to know what's going to happen it's important um oh I did learn this important fact of biology on page 120 some women who avoid dealing with their negative emotions and resist the natural wave motion of their feelings experience premenstrual syndrome 
There's a strong correlation between PMS and the inability to cope with negative feelings in a positive way. In some cases, women who have learned successfully to deal with their feelings have felt their PMS symptoms disappear. Yep. And I wrote, wow, over that paragraph. And also, fuck you. PMS is your fault, bitch. Well, I mean, I'm sure that's his his line of thinking is that, like, you feel crappy and you complain about it. And he's like, oh, well, it's not that big a deal. And then when you don't feel better right away, he's like, fuck's your problem. Mm Mm-hmm. So, the end. You gave yourself PMS. Way to go. And then there's this story about Kathy and Harris. And they did, like, the seminar or whatever and were closer than ever. And it was going great. And then one night, Harris decided to stay up late and watch TV. His rubber band was starting to droop. He needed to pull away into his cave. (laughs) Yeah, it was. And then Kathy was upset because they were closer than ever and she was enjoying it. And, quote, to the vulnerable little girl within her, it was an experience of giving candy to a baby and then taking it away. So women are emotional babies. Yep. But then the whole thing is like, there's a whole thing about like them, her being upset about him watching TV late at night like he stayed up and watched tv just makes him gassy if you watch tv that late at night (laughs) which i mean i I, presumably this is like a pattern for them or something nope just a (laughs) one-off she's just like how dare you it's like me when i like keep like i watch another episode of queer eye without you it's like taking candy away from you the baby taking gay candy away from a baby (laughs) It's the tastiest. You know gay candy tastes better than regular candy. Yeah, yeah. Also, this book, it goes without saying, is like extremely heteronormative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Het norms AF. Don't set norms. It's like there's not a possibility that um, there are different gender configurations or that like men and women aren't exactly these things. No, those are all... Abominations. A bombs. Exactly. Did you know telling a woman she shouldn't feel hurt is about the worst thing a man can say? What? I disagree. It's totally cool to be like, um, why are your feelings hurt, loser? Fuck's your problem. Stop feeling sad. Stop it. Why are you upset right now? Stop it. And then you yell at her, and then she feels better. Yeah, that's usually how that works. Uh, a woman needs respect and a man needs appreciation. A way to respect your wife? Concrete physical expressions of respect, like flowers. So, I feel so respected when I'm given flowers. Yep. You've never given me flowers and therefore you don't respect me. Yeah, obviously. It's a like one-to-one that's, that's correlation. Pretty apparent. Yeah. She needs devotion, he needs admiration. It's true. A man needs to feel admired when she's happily amazed by his unique characteristics. Right? I'm a unique snowflake. Yep. But he just needs to be devoted to her. He doesn't need to admire her in any way. So, stop admiring me. I mean, I have general contempt for you most of the time. Well, that's clear. So, 
Sometimes more specific content. Contempt, rather. Damn it! Listen, you've got your advice, Bats, but when I'm in my well, there's like little trolls that live down there, just, and just, you do not want to hear what they have to say about you. Just you and you and baby Jessica hanging out. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm always trying to make baby Jessica jokes about it, but because they live in a well, they don't they don't get the they don't catch the reference. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Well, I think within within the well community, mm-hmm. the the baby Jessica incident is sort of frowned upon because it got really just a lot of bad PR for wells. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, no, I can see that. Um, can we come to perhaps the most infuriating and pointless um the story in the book? You're gonna have to narrow that down a little bit. Uh, the knight in shining armor. Ah, uh, yes. Um, this is about how men and women have different emotional needs. Um, and this is about how to not hurt your man. It's called The Knight in Shining Armor, or as I retitled it, Don't Fuck With Women Who Know Shit. I'll summarize, because it's a few pages long, actually. So this is, um, I know men don't normally use metaphors, but John Gray must have learned how from talking to a woman. Advice bet. <laughs> It's um, uh, an allegory, if you will. I was like, what are the stories that Jesus tells? Allegories. Yep. Usually trying to think about, like, what's that thing Jesus does? Okay. So the story is, there's a fucking knight in shining armor, and he wants... Uh, so he's traveling around, here's a woman crying... And he, she's being attacked by a dragon, and he uses a sword to slay the dragon, and she's grateful, and the city celebrates, and they fall in love. But then he has to go out knighting again, a knight business. And when he comes back, there's another dragon attacking, and um, before he can use his sword, the princess is like, hey, don't use your sword, use this noose, it'll work better. And she throws him a noose and he's like okay and but then it works and the dragon dies and everyone's excited but he like feels like he didn't do it by himself so he's not happy that he saved everyone and then he goes on another trip uh, another business trip for night business I don't know um like an armor convention or like um like a, like a, a lance measuring contest Ah, classic Lance off. <laughs> and um, he comes back, and again, there's a dragon attacking. So, like, maybe he should stop leaving because the dragon is like, whatever. Dragon's just trying to rack Jack and Molly's out of town. Mm-hmm. There's a dragon, and he's gonna slay the dragon with his sword. Um, aka Dick. But the princess is like, hey. And, or he, but he's like, wait, should I use the sword or should I use this noose? Because that worked last time. And then the princess is like, use this fucking poison. The noose doesn't work. And so she throws him poison. He pours it in the dragon's mouth and he dies and everyone celebrates. But he feels ashamed. Because poison is a coward's method. Yep. Might as well just like drone strike the dragon. Then he goes on another fucking business trip. And he... uh and she's like, hey, bring the noose and the poison with you. 
case you run into any more dragons. He's like, yes, mom. Yeah, he's like super annoyed. But he's on his journey and he hears his, another woman in distress. And he is he st- starts to feel confident and he gets out his sword and he slays that dragon. And um, he just remembers how confident he was before he met the other princess. And the townspeople rejoice and he and this princess get together and he never goes back to the other one because he just like decides it's okay to ghost her yeah i was gonna say he was ghosting her hard on that one and um but and they got married but only quote only after making sure his new partner knew nothing about nooses and poisons just like eternal sunshine that shit out of her so like what the fuck is the point of that story can you, a man, explain it to me, please? Uh, don't give advice or he'll bail. Okay. That's it? Yeah. Even if it's good advice? Yep. All advice is emasculating because it implies that I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, fuck. I saw, I'm sorry. I forgot that. And I, I've got bitches lined up, like, around the block. Yeah. Drop you in a second if I need to. Yeah, you're always riding out in your night trips. Yep. Going, hang out going with your night bros. A nighting. <laughs> I was just like, wait, that's a terrible story. The princess was right, though. She knew how to slay the dragon. Why doesn't he take her a nighting? And they could be like dragons, a dragon slaying team. It's got like a variety of methods they can use to kill dragons. Super emasculating. Well, he's clearly not looking for a partner. Do, do, do I want to live in a world where women know stuff about killing dragons? Uh, I do not. <laughs> Yeah, evidently not. What kind of bizarro world is that? I don't know. I don't know. It's awful. Feminazi Luckily, garbage. he ditched her. Never, just never came back. Yep. Found somebody new who was dumber. Probably hotter. Also, what do you I mean, guess? a woman who knows things is not hot. Automatically unattractive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unless she's like a sexy librarian. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. But only like she a, like gives a, up her job after you get together. Like a hot for teacher kind of thing. Mm, hello. Um, there's a whole chapter about how to avoid an argument. Which is basically just like, don't be a fucking dick. Yeah. Men rarely say I'm sorry because on Mars it means you have done something wrong and you are apologizing. Isn't that what I'm sorry means? Just yeah. like in general? Women, however, say I'm sorry as a way to say I care about what you are feeling. It's like, it means both. No, words can only mean one thing. I think we've learned that they can because the different languages. But there's this whole thing about, like, like men shouldn't be, shouldn't get mad at women for being upset, which is like, is that a thing that happens? I'm always getting mad when you're upset about stuff. Oh, it's that what is happening oh god you're upset that means I have to put in more time instead of just watching the game oh you're always in your cave well along with the the bat circle jerk situation but... yep but women are always like causing arguments because all the examples are like dude fucks up woman uses a rhetorical question that makes him mad and then he tells her not to be upset. Rhetorical questions are tools of the devil. Because he 
if she disapproves of him, then that's literally the worst thing in the world. Yeah, because I crave approval. You have to use short and direct statements with men. Like Anything more than like five words and I just zone out. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know. Men need lots of encouragement to listen. Page 174. I think you know what kind of encouragement we're talking about. Hello. Exactly. And then there's this whole thing about scoring points with the opposite sex. Yep. According to John Gray, PhD, anything a man does is only worth one point. So, like, he, so men think that they're scoring, like, a million points because they, like, work a lot and provide money for their wives uh, and then don't do shit when they get home. And then their wives are like, no, I need you to do things, actually, and, like, be here with me. And they're like, ugh, but I already scored the points. But the job is only worth one point. But the little things count just as much. Like giving her four hugs a day. Not three, not five. Yeah, that's number 24 on this list of 101 things you can do for a woman. 28, if she washes your socks, turn your socks right side out so she doesn't have to. Hmm. Here's number 49. Buy her an outfit. Here's how you do that. Take a picture of your partner along with her sizes to the store and let them help you select it. Why aren't you buying me more outfits? So I don't like you. 63. Offered, offered to sharpen her knives in the kitchen. That's dangerous. Yep. 67. Read out loud or cut out sections of the newspaper that would interest her. <laughs> Print media. It's adorable. Number 68. Write out neatly any phone messages you may take for her. Landline. It's not a thing that exists anymore. Landline. 79. Show an interest in what she does during the day. What the fuck do you do all day? Sitting around eating bonbons. Mm-hmm. Watching fucking... You know, it's a current soap. Bold and beautiful. Something mm -hmm. like that. I mm -hmm. think that's still on. I don't fucking know. All the ones I watched when I was a kid are, are no longer on. Yeah. Misguiding Light. Well, the best one, Passions, it only had like a five-year run. Guiding Light was real as fuck, dude. Well, Passions had a talking doll. Tss. And a witch. Tss. Then there's this whole thing about when a man overworks and he talks about how he worked all the time and his wife was just like, you're never fucking home. Um, and he was like, but I work a lot for you. And it's like, yeah, but you're not fucking there. And then his solution, after she wrote him a letter to tell him how she felt neglected, um, he says... Instead of seeing eight clients a day, I started seeing seven. I pretended that my wife was my eighth client. Every night I came home an hour earlier. I pretended in my mind that my wife was my most important client. Wait, does that mean he's like a sex worker if she's a client? Maybe. But also, he can't get himself to spend time with his wife unless he can think about it in, like, monetary work terms. Business terms. He's like, all right, I'm going to pretend to care about her the way that I pretend to care about the people I work with. Oh, he's getting paid. Hello. The JJs? Yep. He actually tried to uh, have his other clients 
Uh, pay that way as well. Frowned um, upon. Yeah. Frowned upon. Like, oh, that's unprofessional for you to be getting hand jobs in your office. <laughs> We're nearing the end here, but just a few more things. Um, so then, like, scoring points with men is different. There's There's ranges of points. Depending on we understand complexity and scoring from sports. Mm -hmm. Depending on where he is in his rubber band cycle or whatever. Um, if you like do, um, oh, even if a man is not feeling his love for a woman, he can still decide to do something loving for her. If his offering is received and appreciated, then he will begin to feel his love for her again. Doing is an excellent way to prime a man's love pump. Oh, yeah, the whole love pump thing. Yep. Add stuff about uh, filling up the love tank, too. Mm, you gotta fill up that woman's love tank. Yep. The tank's so empty. Yeah. But you can fill it with your love pump. This reminds me of that. Uh, have you seen Spinal Tap? Mm hmm. Um, it's just like this little throwaway moment when. Uh, one dude is like playing this part of the piano This it's like this really like I don't know sort of like melancholy like sad little section mm -hmm. and he talks about it being in the saddest of keys uh, <laughs> and then the name of the song is uh, Lick My Love Pump <laughs> which is amazing <laughs> as a song title so that, that's why I was thinking that entire yeah. passage like yep 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 okay so then there's a whole list of like a situation and like how women can score points and how many points he'll give her um, if he gets lost and she sees the good in the situation and says we would never have seen this beautiful sunset if we had taken the most direct route you can get 20 to 30 points out of that shit by lying yeah and being like oh I love it when we're late for shit and we, why don't we just fucking look up directions no Sometimes men give penalty points, which is wrong and abusive, he says. So no penalties. You can't take away the good things she did for you just because you're mad. No backsies. Exactly. Then there's a whole thing about writing a love letter, is he calls them, which is just like writing, like expressing difficult emotions through writing and like processing your emotions that way which isn't like necessarily a bad idea how to express mine through interpretive dance well he didn't write a chapter about the love dance so on this book no i don't know if that would are you sure that doesn't drain your masculine power a little bit but i do it as like a, like a tribal warrior dance oh so like a like a like a like a sexy like a merry like like war dance yep Yep. Okay. All right. I'm going to do it. Get all oiled up. Yeah. If he, if a man were a Venusian, he would know how to um, react to a woman's feelings. Uh, men don't really know how to respond to a woman's feelings. For the most part, our culture doesn't teach men what women need, which, like, is an, one of the few true statements in this book. Yeah. But he's going about the exact wrong way to uh like solve that problem it's like it's not just what women need it's like what people need um men don't need shit 
Oh, I'm sorry. We Pro just need to accommodate them and not approval. Hurt their little baby egos. Hand jobs. That's it. Yep. Give them so many hand jobs. Just a form of approval. Mm -hmm. Oh, did you know that most physical diseases are now widely accepted as being directly related to our unresolved emotional pain? Yep. Suppressed emotional pain generally becomes physical pain or sickness and can cause premature death. Just gotta want it. You know, when I'm feeling stuffed up, it's like there's stuff I'm not dealing with. What? Um, I found that offensive. Most physical diseases, like, emotional shit can definitely contribute. And, like, if you have, like, horrible emotional shit that you're not dealing with, like, I, it, it's detrimental to your health. But Sure. I, I feel like most people aren't, like... Way to give yourself lupus, shithead. <laughs> Should have dealt with your childhood issues. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway. Listen. In relationships, if you want to G-E-T, then you have to A-S-K. Women have to learn how to ask correctly. There's a whole thing. Very specific protocol. On correct wording appropriate timing, non-demanding attitude, being brief, be direct. You cannot use the word could when you ask your man to do something. You have to use would. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> and then there's this whole thing about men who are like, yeah, if she says, could you do this thing, then I just ignore her. But if she changes the word slightly and says would, then I do it because I'm just a fucking shithead who's looking for no reason, for ever, any reason to get out of doing stuff. Pretty much. Is basically it. To me, I don't see the huge difference between, oh, could you take out the trash and would you take out the trash? To me, those mean exactly the same thing. Well, to a man, could means like, yes, I could. But I'm not going to, so go fuck yourself. Versus, would you? Now it's the implied obligation. And now I'm directly letting you down if I don't. Could you not be a shithead? I could. However, I'm going to continue being a shithead. Okay, would you not be a shithead? Absolutely not. Well, we learned a whole thing about how we need to accept his nose gracefully by just saying, okay. Does this mean yes, though, anyway? Only when women say it. Oh, okay. 90% of your negative feelings are about um, your childhood. I had that written down as a 90-10 uh, split. 90-10 split. Maybe 80-20. Crowded house. You're never upset for the reason you think. And then he just uses the last chapter to tout his other shit, his other books and programs and stuff. And in the back, you can sign up for seminars, order audio tapes, videos, and books. There's a free video offer. I wonder if it's still good. Five eighty-five to cover the cost of shipping and handling. I just imagine that being like that uh, videotape that the dude watches in uh, Left Behind. <laughs> it's going to change everything. Yep. I guess I did go over a lot of my notes. Now, is there anything else that you felt really needed to be addressed? Would you tell me? Yeah, there were a couple things. There's one point, this is on 80. 
Or it's something about, like, men always eat with their hands, and the woman has to, like, constantly remind him to, like, eat with his, like, utensils in front of the children. What? And my note is just, like, who the fuck doesn't use silverware? I don't know. Who is this guy? So, so there's that. Um, Page 87 is one of my personal favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, Do tell. I don't remember the exact context of it, but the scenario is that he, uh offers to drop off the babysitter so his wife can, like, meditate to de-stress. Okay. And so, like, he's clearly fucking the babysitter. Well, he's trying to. Yeah. I assume. Just trying to free free up some time to, uh, spit some game at her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the babysitter's like, would you pay me so I can get out of the car? Uh, page 213. Um, I think this is one of those like misconnection things where she uh, brings a mango into the bedroom. Uh, yes. Which clearly means, yeah. It's time to fuck. Obviously. I'm Sex always mango. like handing you fruit and you're like ignoring me and I'm like, I'm coming on to you. Maybe that's how they do it on Venus, but. <laughs> you're like, what? Do you want me to make a fruit salad? What's happening? On Mars, we actually do that with uh, pizza rolls. <laughs> When you want your your uh, bro to make out with you, yeah, pizza rolls, pizza rolls, yep. Well, that's how that's how we celebrate sports victories, making out with each other. I mean, would I watch that? I would. You gotta get a reverse telescope then. Hello, <laughs> reverse telescope. Well, the Venusians didn't invent anything. It's true. They're too busy uh, giving of themselves. Oh, and then the... Uh, the using, sil- using metaphors. The uh, the civil rights thing was the only other thing worth mentioning, I think. Oh. Yeah. What was the... He's basically saying, like, sometimes when... Like, couples who come in for counseling or whatever, like, finally the, like... A husband realized he's been a shithead for the past 20 years and he wants to change. And then the wife is like... Ratchets up her expectations right away. She's just, she's like, fucking like, no, it's too late. Because she's mad and resentful because he treated her like shit for 20 years. And apparently that's exactly the same as um, when um, people of color were getting more civil rights in the 60s. That's why they had riots because they were resentful of their dysfunctional marriage with America. Instead of saying, thank you, white man, for finally giving me a fraction of the rights that are due to me as a human. Sure. Which, you know, a grateful person would do. Sure. But. Yeah, and it's just like a throwaway, like, paragraph. I'm not sure how apt the metaphor is. Not very, I don't think. And I was just kind of like, you could have, I feel like a good editor would have been like, maybe just don't go there. Which makes me wonder what the original draft would look like if this was the edited version. I know, right? All the all the choice outtakes. Well, I hope his editor wasn't a woman because... Ew. She would have been like... She would have had to approach him. Well, use the correct words. Automatically emasculating. Um, she would have had to find out what... How, the status of his rubber band situation. He actually started writing this book in the late 60s. <laughs> it just took that long to get through the vetting process with a like, female editor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she'd be like, hey, I need um, your next chapter's due. And he'd be like, I'm in my cave. Stop trying to control me. 
and then his wife would be like I, my body's been destroyed by childbirth. Could you please be nice to me? And he's like, you said could. Instead of would, bitch. One of the weirdest parts of the uh, the editing like negotiation process, mm-hmm. um, he only works through um, advice bats. <laughs> I guess his agents. Yeah. His representatives. His legal representation. Sure. Yeah, tons of bats go to um, uh, night school or law school. I mean, as they would. They sure, would, sure, 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 sure. Day school. Yep. Um, little known fact. Hmm. Uh, Night Court. Sure. Um, the show. Yeah. All those were the people were actually played by bat actors. <laughs> in actors. He, in uh, Human Face. Oh. Which is. Can they do that? Pretty fucking racist, I think. But. Wow, I mean, convincing though. Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, some of them were played by stacks of bats, so it's not just an individual bat. Sure, it's 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 a. You gotta fill out that robe. It's so. a swarm of bats inside yep. of a judge's robe. Exactly. Wow. Quality programming. Yeah, regardless. Qual- the highest quality. Well. Um, that was men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Yep, it's a, it's a journey. Just took you on, listeners. Yep. You're welcome. <laughs> I kept getting mad at the book, and then the book was getting mad back at me. It was like, why are you so upset right now? And then I was like, book, validate my feelings. Shut up. Go to my cave. You need to accept me the way that I am. That's anyway. what that, that's what that, uh, that, that uh, Billy Joel song is about. Which one? Like, uh, just the way you are. do 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 it's him like lecturing some chick about like judging him for his cave. Billy Joel doesn't strike me as a fantastically deep dude, but maybe he is. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he has to have like a ghostwritten autobiography or something. Probably. Or what? Maybe it was actually bat written. Yeah, it'd been bat written. You don't know. His little cave. He's got a little cave piano in there. Yep. Actually, um... Give the bats piano lessons. Unsubstantiated rumors that bats actually wrote several of his most popular songs. <laughs> Uptown Girl. Definitely bat-written. The dead giveaway was, like, all the, all the um, the, like, actual piano parts. Mm-hmm. Like, it was either individual keys or keys that were right next to each other mm. for, like, bat span. Sure. So, like, this is a typically narrow sort of, you know, playing style here. <laughs> Billy's like, oh, no, I'm just, I'm just trying some new stuff. Mm-hmm. Just having some, some carpal tunnel, some trying to <laughs> simplify stuff a little bit. <laughs> Enjoying yourself. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. Wrap good. this thing up. Yep. Or end on a high note for sure. Um. Yeah, we did that. We did that for you, listeners. Yep, it's a noble sacrifice. Um, if you want to give us your responses, you can. You can email us at couplesbookclubcast at gmail dot com. We also have a blog, couplesbookclub.blog. You can also find Couples Book Club on Facebook. You know, if you want the Russians to know you listen to this podcast. Uh, 
yeah, follow us there. Go to the iTunes and rate and review and subscribe. We uh, Next, we are going to be reading something I'm actually excited about. Ugh, gross. Oh, sorry. God, sorry. Excitement is gross. Um, Even keel. The... Fuck, what's it called? The Disaster Artist by Greg Sesteros. Sesteros? Sesteros. Sestero. There's no S. Sestero. 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 I don't know. It's, it's something like that. The guy from the the room. Yep. The non crazy one. Um, I'm a fan of the room. I'm a fan of the movie The Disaster Artist. And I'm pumped about the book. All right. That's it. That's all. That's all we have. Bye. Till next time. Yep. Bye.